Well, good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike. It's an honor to welcome you here to North Star as we continue this Jesus series and these I am statements that Jesus made. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and get ahead a little bit. Go turn to John chapter 14 is where we're gonna camp out today. John 14, if you've got the app, that's probably the easiest way to follow along. Go to North Star Church, Georgia, in the app store. You can download that app and that will be uh, your best way of keeping up this morning. So wherever you're watching from, whether it's a locker room, a charter bus, uh, on your back porch, or wherever you're at today, thanks for tuning in. We're so glad to have a full house here in Compass this morning. I know True North's got a great crowd. We got folks out on the patio. How many of y'all, it's your first Sunday back live in a service. If that's you, raise your hand real quick. Would you welcome all our folks this morning? Isn't that awesome? It's so good to have you back. It is so good. It's like, there's nothing like being in the room. And so we're really, really glad to have you. Um, last Sunday, I got to be where many of you are watching right now. I w had a wedding last Saturday night. Cole Ragsdale on our staff got married down in Jessup, Georgia. You're like, where is that? Exactly. All right. And so we were down in Jessup, Georgia, drove in late Saturday night, didn't feel great. So I stayed home Sunday morning and got to tune in and watch sellers absolutely crush it. Would y'all let sellers know what a great job he did last week? I mean, you got. Sellers now, he's in his mid-20s. Cole's in his mid-20s. Casey's in his mid-20s. They're really good. You're not gonna get to hear from him anymore, all right? And so I'm like Satchel Paige. I'm the old guy in the bullpen, all right? But man, these guys do such a great job. But I was sitting there watching online and I just couldn't get over how proud I was of that team of volunteers that make that. How many of y'all have watched at some point over the past year, you've watched online don't they put out a great product? Would you let our technical team know what a great job they do? Man, so good, so good. So, you ever have one of those days that all the news is bad news? It's like anything that goes on is, it's like it didn't go right and it didn't turn out like you thought and you gotta deliver to your boss or somebody, you gotta tell them how it went. I remember at my very first church, uh, they had two vans, when I got there, one was driven by Moses and one was driven by Abraham, all right? And so they had been, literally, all right? And so those vans have been around. And so they made a purchase. They bought two brand new vans. And this was back at the point the church voted on the two vans and the color. How many of y'all grew up in a church like that? Raise your hand. And they've, you know, y'all been there, all right? And so they were very proud of these vans. And I'm like, I'm very responsible I was 22, all right? And so I was very responsible, and so now I'm in charge of these vans to drive them on a youth trip. And I remember on the very first trip, we were going to Lake Lanier in the summer, and I thought the van was turning left in front of me, and it didn't, and I locked my front fender with, yeah, dear Jesus, all right, with the bumper of the van in front of me. And I remember having to call the chairman of Deacons, it was like a house inquisition in Washington. I had to call the chairman of Deacons to go, you know those two new vans? Yeah, they might need to go to the shop. I need to bring back Moses and Abraham's vans, all right? And so, and it was a call I didn't wanna make, right? Because it didn't turn out like I thought it would, but it wasn't this bad. Check out this. So this guy got up. He's just driving the forklift at work, and things didn't turn out quite, yeah, bad news day. Yeah, not real good. Car 
carrier, not a car turnover. Or, or, but anyway, so that guy, this, this is me in every parking deck. I think I'll fit. I think I can get in under that. And then this one, there are no words. I have no words for what that day must have been like for these guys. And then this mathematician that was calculating the weight, I think he missed it by just a little bit. So you have those days, and, and somebody had to call somebody and tell them. The story we're gonna talk about in the life of Jesus was one of those days. It was a day that was full of bad news. In fact, it begins in John 13. Jesus tells these guys who've left their careers, left their homes, left their families, left everything they know to follow him, and Jesus looks at them and said, oh, by the way, I'm gonna die. Not what they wanted. Not where you really wanna spend the rest of your life following after a guy who says, pretty soon I'm not gonna be here anymore. And then right after that, Judas, the treasurer of the group, bails, right? He leaves, and they all love Judas. And then Simon Peter gets real cocky and Jesus looks at Simon Peter and said, oh, and by the way, before the rooster crows three times, you're gonna deny me three times. These guys are swirling. These guys are unsettled. And we find ourselves where we are in this passage. Would you stand with me today as we read God's word together? John chapter 14, Jesus has, has said, I am the bread of life. He said, I am the light of the world. He said, I am the gate or the door I am the resurrection life. I am the good shepherd. Sellers talked about last week, but today he makes an I am statement that plays in on all of us, wherever we're watching from this morning. Listen to what Jesus says in John 14. And really, you wish there weren't even chapters and verses because this is like one dialogue John's having and it really flows right out of 13. They just put chapters and verses later. But it says this, don't let your hearts be, what's the next word? Have you ever driven to the beach and you drove over the bay and the waters were choppy? You ever seen that before? Even at Lake Alatuna, a good old storm will brew up in the summer and you see choppy waters. That's the picture of what he's talking about. Don't let your hearts be unsettled. How many of y'all have ever known what it was like to have an unsettled heart? Raise your hand. It may be news from a doctor. It may be something about your job, it may be something about your child that you're worried about, and your heart is unsettled. Remember what these guys have heard. He's gonna die. One of their friends is bailed. Simon Peter is gonna deny him. Jesus has just said that. And, and yeah, your hearts are troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled, he tells these guys. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's house. So he tells them where he's going. I'm going away, I won't be here with you, but I'm going away to my father's house. If this weren't so, I would have told you, and I am going to prepare a place for you. So back during that time, it was customary. So we got small group at my house tonight. I do a coaches, full-time uh, coaches and couples Bible study at my house. Well, this past week, I sent out, I texted out my address so they all know how to get where I am. But that's not how it worked back then. What would happen back then is 
you wouldn't invite people over to your house. You would go get them and bring them to where you were. That keeps you inviting too many people over, all right? And so you would go take them and bring them to your house. Jesus says, guys, don't worry about where I'm going. There's plenty of room there, and I'm going to prepare a place for you, and I'm gonna come get you so that you may also be where I am. And you know where I'm going. And old Thomas, poor doubting Thomas, Thomas speaks up, I promise you, he's speaking on behalf of all the other disciples. Jesus, we don't know where you're going. Basically what Thomas is saying is, Jesus, it's just not here. Here is best. We like you here. Don't leave us here. We don't know where you're going. Our hearts are unsettled. And Jesus lays out something to Thomas that, we can try to overcomplicate, and there's nothing complicated about it. Jesus looks at Thomas, and he says this. Thomas, I am the way, and I am the what? Truth, and I am the what? Life, and nobody comes to the Father except through me. Thomas, you wanna know how to get where I'm going? Me, and that's what we're gonna talk about today. Father, use your word to capture us, Use your word to speak to us. And Father, use your word to challenge us to be the people you created us to be. And I pray it in Jesus' name, amen. You guys can be seated. So this is one of those days, this isn't hard. It's just hard to remember. Yes or no question. Did the disciples know most likely where Jesus was going? I think they did. But isn't it amazing how tough times always make you question the things that you believe to be true? The squeeze comes, the push comes, the tough time comes, and our hearts get troubled, and we forget all the things we know to be true. We can forget them. And so Jesus lays out for Thomas, what he lays out for us. Number one, Thomas, I'm the way home to the Father. Really, it in multiple ways. I am the way home to my Father. I don't want you to get confused. I don't want you to to question which direction to go. So last night, I did a wedding. This is like wedding season galore. And so I did a wedding last night in Marble Hill, Georgia. You ever been to Marble Hill, Georgia? You got lost, all right? And so I was in Marble Hill, Georgia last night. And Ann's like, where is it? I said, I'm putting it in GPS and I'm gonna drive exactly where it tells me. Here was the issue though. There were like five different routes I could take. I could take fastest to this is most rural and, which means less potty breaks. All right, and so it's the most rural route you go, but you get to choose which way. Jesus, I'm not even gonna give you a choice. I am the way home. Now that may not seem like a big deal, but for those of us that God, for whatever reason, when he was given out directional abilities, he didn't, put you on the assembly line for that. You know what I'm talking about? How many of y'all are directionally challenged? Raise your hand. All right, I'm gonna raise my hand. Literally, when I say I can get lost pulling out of my driveway, I am not kidding. Whoever created GPS, 
all right, you're a beautiful person because I can follow directions. I've been married almost 30 years. All right, and so I can follow directions really well. And so if somebody's telling me where to go, I'm really good. But I get turned around wherever I'm going. And so I remember years ago, Ike, many of y'all know Ike, they used to be here years ago. Ike told the story. It was a story of a funeral. Steve, I know, has heard it before. Uh, story of a funeral. They did the service for this family's beloved father. And he said it was, uh, it was, it was a celebration, but yet it's still hard, right? So they go and they, they put the hearse out in front to go to the graveside. It's the hearse, and then it's the family in the car behind it. And he said he's in with the family going to graveside, and they're following it. And there's probably, he said, Mike, I'm telling you, there was at least 100 cars following he said, we're driving down this road and all of a sudden, the hearse pulls through a gas station and does a U-turn. <laughs> and Ike's like, oh my Lord, this family is gonna be livid. And the family falls out laughing in the car. And Ike said, once it's settled, I asked the question, can I ask y'all why this was so funny to you? And the daughter said, my dad got lost everywhere he went on earth. And he said, I'm going to get lost on the way to my own funeral. And he did. He did. It's a great story. Jesus makes it really simple. I don't want you to get lost. You don't have to worry about going fastest. There's been a lot of great teachers that have come. Gandhi, Muhammad. Buddha, they're, they're teachers and they teach truths that you can, but they can't get you home. I am the what? Say it with me. The way. There aren't multiple routes. I am the way. So I'm for the Mike Lynch's in this world that get turned around pulling out of life's driveway. I am all you need to follow. I am the way. And in saying that, he said, I am your sin bearer. I want you to write that in. I'm your sin bearer. Nobody else can only point you the way, but pave the way. See, to get to heaven, it takes perfection. Problem is, you and I aren't perfect. That's the problem. We come up short. We fall short, Romans tells us. We're not perfect, but he came to be our sin bearer. That means this. Everybody look at me. He took all of your mistakes and he made none, and he took yours and died for them so he could be your way. But not only is he your sin bearer, he's your way maker. He paved the way. That's what the cross was all about. That's what the cross was all about. I am your way maker. I have come to not only point the way, I came to pave the way. I came to remove all the barriers so whether you live in Ackworth, Georgia, or you're watching today from Charlotte, North Carolina, it really doesn't matter. He came to be your sin bearer and your way maker so you could know the what? What? The way. He don't want you guessing. He don't want you scratching your head at an intersection. I remember years ago, I was talking to a guy that was at the wedding last night. I remember years ago driving, y'all remember Garmin's? I mean, they first came out. The problem was you had to update those suckers and I was too cheap and I never updated them. And so I remember driving to a wedding in North Georgia and I got to an intersection and my screen went blank and I had no idea which way to turn. Now, 
I've told you enough about myself to never trust my instincts, all right? And so they're always wrong. And I remember, this is a true story, I pulled over at a lady's house. I saw her getting out of her car. That's creepy. All right, and so I pulled over and I said, here's this venue I'm gonna go. Could you lead me there? And she, for fear of her life, she did, all right? And so she led me there because I don't know the way. Jesus said, I'm gonna make it really easy. I am the way. Look at number two. He not only did that, he revealed to me the truth about God. See, up until this time, God was a real mystery. You go back through uh, the Old Testament, nobody had ever seen God. In fact, Moses, who walked with God, couldn't lay eyes on him. He Remember, if you remember the whole story, he hid in the cleft of the rock while the Spirit of the Lord came by. Jesus said, you wanna know what God looks like? It's me. I have come to reveal the truth about God, the full manifestation of who God is, it's me. You don't have to wonder anymore. You don't have to guess anymore. You don't have to question anymore. I am the truth. I want you to write this down. You can believe me and you can trust me. Well, gosh, we live in a world 2,000 years later. You don't know what to trust. All right, is that real news or is it fake news? Is what somebody put out on Twitter right or are they pulling my leg or they point me the wrong direction or is Ann, you know, in my house, Ann will go, well, they said it was right on TikTok. All right, that makes me very nervous, all right? So TikTok, I mean, they got it stamped or something. And so what do we believe? Jesus said, you can believe me. I'm the truth. Paul, Paul said it this way. Look at, look at the way Paul said it. I love this. He said, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. When you step out and begin to follow him, he becomes the object of your faith, right? He's the object, and faith is only as strong as what it's put in. It says you can trust me. There are not a lot of things in this life I will say you can take to the bank but I'm telling you right now, you can take it to the bank. It's funny, this passage, I knew we were coming up to today, this passage I've used, and I'm gonna I'm I'm go light on it, but easily 100 plus funerals, I've used this passage. Why? Because for a family that's lost someone here, their question is, where are they now? Well, they had a room prepared for them because they knew the way and they knew the truth. And number three, they knew the life. And he invites me to live the life I was created to live. I want you to write this down, both now and forever. Both now and forever. You know what I can't imagine? I can't imagine going through this life not knowing what's next. Everybody look at me. There are no guarantees in this world. Y'all do know that, don't you? Every day is a gift. James says life is but a vapor. It's here one minute and it's gone the next. I can't imagine going through this life going, what do I chase? And if I find it, will it fulfill me? 
Jesus says, I, I want to save you the chase. I am what you're looking for. I am the way, and I am the truth. And I'm giving you life now. I'll give you purpose to live for, but I'm giving you life to come. He tells those guys, let me tell you where I'm going to be. I'm going to my father's house. You can't earn your way there. I'm going to have to do it for you. Because God saved us by his grace. I'm going to my father's house. And there's plenty of rooms there for you. Let's talk about this real quick. He's referring to heaven, of course, we know that. Why did he use that phrase? So let, let's talk about this real quick. Back during that time, a young man would grow up with his mom and dad, and he, they would choose many times back then a bride for him. He knew who she was going to be, and on the day, he would go take his bride and he would bring her home. Kids didn't go get a new mortgage or get an apartment, get a condo, get a duplex. They didn't do that. You know what they did back then? They would add on a room to the father's house. That's what they did. It was the Oriental culture back then. They would add a room on. How many of y'all have sons? Raise your hand. Congratulations. All right, they're coming back. All right, and so that's basically what happened back then. They would, they would add, thank you, Jesus, Scott, that's not happening anymore. But anyway, so they would add that room on. And this bridegroom would go get his bride and he would bring her back. And there was plenty of room because they just kept adding rooms. When Jesus told his disciples, you wanna know what heaven's like? Heaven's my Father's house, and there's plenty of room because we just keep adding rooms for those that know the way and the truth and the life. And don't worry. I'm going to come get you. And I'm going to take you to be with me. Mike, what happens when somebody dies that knows Christ? They meet the one that came to get them. Who was it? The one that knew the way. The one that was the truth. And the one that gives them life eternal. When a person leaves this life they close their eyes here and they open their eyes to this new place. And you know what they find out? There was nothing to be scared of. Today, some of us tuned in, sat in. We say, Mike, I know of Jesus, but I don't know him. If I could take my heart out and put it in yours for today, I would want you to know what you're missing. I can't control all the stuff that comes to me. I'm a dad too. 
I'm a husband too. I understand. I work with a lot of people here. I see a lot of good stuff. I see a lot of tough stuff. I can't control anything that comes at me, but I can control this. Because he did it for me. Everybody look at me. Do you know that you know that you know where you're going to go? He don't want you to have to live with a troubled heart. He wants you to know today. Would you pray with me? Father, I know today you're tugging at some hearts. It's that tug of don't live another day without me. It's that tug of I came and was your sin bearer and your way maker so you could be with me forever. I didn't want heaven without you. Maybe today sitting on that bus or sitting in that locker room or sitting in that car, sitting in that dorm room or sitting in Compass or True North or the patio. You said today, Mike, I've tried every other way, but Jesus. I'm 16 and my parents have told me all about it, but it's never been my faith or I'm 46. And literally have had a map for every path and they've all led to a dead end. But today I want to meet Jesus. Today, in the quietness of this moment, of this moment, here in our rooms, could I lead you in a prayer to meet him? Could I? It really isn't the words, it really is the cry of your heart. And it goes like this Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the way, and I believe you're the truth, and I believe that you're the I believe you are my sin bearer and my way maker. And I want to live forever with you in heaven. Well, if today you prayed that prayer with me, I want you to just, whether you're in Compass or True North, the patio or watching online, I just want you to look up. Everybody else is praying. I want you to just look up and I want you to look at me. I'm proud of you. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. I challenge you now to follow up on that decision and find that life here he created you to live. Jesus, we love you. Thanks for loving us. It's in your name that we pray.